Hey guys, welcome back. BDC Gare here. We're back with season nine, episode twenty-six of our weekly Q and A videos. Almost weekly. Almost weekly. We did miss yeah. last week, but we are back and we're ready to talk. Um, I think a lot of this is going to definitely start out not injustice. Well, no, I want to start out with injustice. Okay, actually, is that the team that you're watching? Because it happens to be New 52-1, we're going to demonstrate all the things we talked about in last week's recap about why she's so good, not just as a teammate, but why she makes the Phantom Zone tasks so easy. Mm -hmm. She's critical for the team. You can see a few examples of how she loads up the entire team with power by facing somebody with Astro Harness. It's a great team. The only thing I feel like is missing is the potential for splash damage, but there's a there's always sort of a, a bit of give and take there, right? When you have splash damage, you're vulnerable to uh, Nightwing's Ninjato, mm -hmm. and uh, if you focus too much on damage over time, you're vulnerable to the Blackest Night team. So there's always something that you have to give a little bit. Probably the only thing that I would like maybe make an adjustment is see if I can find some place to put Claw of Horus sometimes to make fights faster, but it feels like a lot of times I actually want Astro Harness to satisfy the specials requirements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. So that that is our injustice. But then I want to actually talk. We we had we, we don't need to say their specific name even, but uh, we had a comment that's related because we're going to just talk about politics and sort of our ongoing discussion of uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And we had a comment recently from someone where they said, unsubbed, you should leave politics out of your channel, makes you look toxic. So if this is something you agree with, I, I don't really understand how you would have gotten uh, sort of this deep in it with us without right. recognizing how frequently we talk about politics. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it would have come up. <laughs> well, I did now. want to comment on that a little bit more. I thought it, it, it was coming up a little bit later, but it was a follow-up to a bunch of stuff we talked about last Yeah, but time. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe come back to it. Uh, in it, time, but it's if that's how you feel, uh, I don't know how you got this far in our channel, but this is maybe your time to <laughs> find yeah. some other uh, entertainment yeah. or something else. To I do, do want to point out something from that same thread, though. Uh, Cameron 107 that was prescient. It was prophetic. Yeah. Where they talked about how... Uh, maybe I'll just read the whole thing. It's not a very long comment. Yeah, we've, we read I, this a couple weeks ago. I don't but. know how people on the right can believe that banning guns won't stop people from getting... Uh, getting them, but banning abortions will just stop them outright. They were banned in Ireland for the longest time and women had to go to sea on boats to get them, so they technically weren't in the country anymore. Nothing changed other than it becoming more difficult and dangerous. And I'm going to link to a Twitter thread where they talk about exactly that. There's an obstetrician gynecologist who's organizing to do uh, provide services in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm. Far enough so that it's outside the states and I guess the U.S.'s borders or whatever, you know, when yeah. you go out to see, I don't know how far you have to be to not be considered in their waters. But maritime law. Yeah. So they're going to, they're literally going to be doing that. So that was actually a really interesting comment because I did not have the historical context for that. And it's neat to me that they're looking for a similar solution. And it's cool that we learned about that from one of our viewers. Yeah. Uh, and we say cool, we mean cool and sort of the good on Cameron not uh cool that they have to right. do this right, right it's right, right. It, this is all sort of I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that this sucks but it was uh it's nice that we have well-informed viewers who uh, are teaching us things right and along the same lines it's not really a question but i wanted to point this out last week that we ended up missing because of 
uh, missing on the episode was that yeah. in the news, there was the 10-year-old who had to cross state lines to get uh, an abortion. And to me, this sort of exemplifies absolutely everything that is wrong with the bad faith arguments that come from the American right. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing. I mean, I don't know that I'm necessarily left wing, although I probably am in the eyes of all Americans because I'm Canadian and most of us are actually kind of, yeah. We're you know, we're into socialist medicine and stuff, so we can't get away from that. But to me, it, it I seems, would describe you as progressive. You know, well, yeah, that that's a better word, I think, because it's not as loaded because mm-hmm. in, in Canada the conservatives are prog- supposed to be progressive conservatives yeah and our real progressives are, are liberals but in America well, liberals aren't liberals are the more progressive and then you've got like an NDP and Green Party right in different ways and so, everybody has their own platform different people are better or worse right. at different specific policies so, so there's a huge negative connotation associated with liberals in the word liberal in the states and I think I'm not so much liberal as I, I try to be progressive mm-hmm. and to me, when I'm looking at the states as an outsider, I see really all the bad faith arguments coming from one side. And this is the perfect example of it. So there was the news story, and I think maybe... It was... Let's not even say all. Let's say most. You Fair. see a Fair. majority of, let's... Fair you enough. Know, okay. the, or, the ones that you're exposed the to. The ones that least. get the most attention and yeah. that I see. So there was a story about a 10-year-old rape victim who got pregnant and could not get abortion, an abortion in... Uh, her home state. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was Biden who had mentioned this. And so y- you get this whole cycle. So it starts off with the accusation that it's, uh, or actually even the step before that, when people talk about the potential, what's going to happen, they accuse the other side of fear mongering. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen. It's just, that's not what the legislation does. And then when it happens where there's a 10 year old rape victim who's pregnant, they say fake story. Yeah. That it's not true. And they go, oh, well, then where's her name? You know, where's the proof? And literally the same people when they're presented with a proof. There's a rapist that's been arrested. They say that was actually the intended consequence. This is, this was our plan. This is what, how it was meant to happen. Mm -hmm. And if somebody tries to help the 10 year old, they try to punish those who helped. So there's a Republican Mm -hmm. politician who speculated based on nothing because in the state where it was done, yeah. where the, the abortion happened, it was actually legal. Yeah. A politician in that state speculated, well, maybe we need to check out that doctor that they probably didn't report it and stuff based on nothing. And it turns out the doctor actually did report it properly. Yeah. And then it's just interfering with or impeding any kind of potential help or fixes or things to try to rectify the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, at this point, I can't see how any of this, the people who are making those kind of arguments or the people who are willing to support the politicians that make those arguments, they really can't be that uninformed and dumb. This is all intentional. Yeah. They just don't care because it doesn't affect them. It's an outcome that they're okay with and they're selfish. And in some cases, I, I think a little bit evil. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Uh, we also we have another comment from Blue Whale, which is on this sort of same topic. This is a bit of a long one, but I, I think it's worth reading it in full. We might break it up into chunks if we have specific things to say. Uh, but 
They say, note, this comment doesn't focus on the correctness of the legal ruling made, or rather it is an attempt to further explain one of the side's arguments to add on to what BDC Care said in their video. I think that the way the law works is not to figure out the nuance of this issue, rather it was figuring out whether or not, in this case it was deemed not, a ruling from 1973 was ruled correctly and rooted in the text of the Constitution. If someone wanted to delve into what makes this decision correct or flawed as it pertains to the text of the US Constitution in their eyes, I'd be willing to listen to what they had to say. Um... And so do, do we want to stop here for a second, maybe? Well, yeah. There's something weird about this 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 fetishization of... of a, a, the U.S. Constitution? A document that's hundreds of years old that can't... I think that the term that, that I've heard legal scholars use is enumeration, right? That there's certain rights that are specifically laid out in the Constitution. Yeah. And some that are not, but the implication is that they're also covered. It, yeah. The, and the, that use of justification, I mean... You can talk about things from whether it's technically okay, whether it's, you know, right or wrong, you know, correct or flawed, right? Mm -hmm. uh, from like a pure legal standpoint. But I like to take it a step back and look at what are these laws for? Why do we have them? What are these systems for? Right. And I think fundamentally the job of a government is to serve its people, uh, is to organize in a way that is useful to the people who are part of that nation. Right, right. right. Uh, that the government is an organizing body whose job is to make people's lives easier and better, and sort of do things that individuals practically cannot to right. to help us because they're helping goals. the collective. Yeah, they're helping the the group because sometimes one individual might pay more than another in taxes. Yeah, and they may not get as much benefit and services, but it's meant to be good. You know, it's like public health. It's good for the the population. Yeah. And not for the individual, because the individuals can do what they need to for themselves. Yeah. There's some things that they just can't do for themselves because they don't have the weight of a, a collective. Yeah. So we're not constitutional lawyers. Uh, we're not any type of lawyers, right? We don't have a background in law. Uh, and we're not approaching this from a legal standpoint, right? right. Some people do. Uh, and that's important too, right? Yeah. But that's not us. So when we're talking about this, we're talking about this from a moral standpoint. And we're talking yeah. about this from a standpoint of whether or not this decision is helpful to people, yeah. is harmful to people, whether yeah. or not we think something like this should be allowed to happen. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in the same way that we can talk about, you know, police violence or uh, abuses of, you know, like prisoners in the carceral system, right? And we're not talking about whether or not it's legal. We're talking about whether or not it's okay, yeah. uh, which is a totally different discussion. So, you right. know. I mean, there's overlap sometimes. Sometimes laws get it right. Yeah. And there is an overlap between the morally right thing and the legally right thing. Mm -hmm. The sad thing is when they, they don't intersect. Yeah. So that's that's that, you know, part of it. But there's... But I want to pick at this a little bit more, the okay. scab, because really, the when people literally read the Constitution and they make excuses like that, it's just so transparently flawed that if something isn't mentioned in this more than a hundred year old document mm -hmm. that somehow it can't count it's not something's protected you look at benjamin franklin i think it, i think it was benjamin franklin had wrote essays mm -hmm. on how to get a proper abortion yeah so when you look at that the the idea is clearly it wasn't benjamin franklin's intention to make abortion illegal mm -hmm. and to the the idea that somehow if it's not literally in the constitution something that wasn't done the way it is now the technology that doesn't yeah. exist then or whatever like th does that mean every medical every new medical innovation is not 
protected yet. Like you don't have a right to it when you're actually getting medical care that they, that can be made illegal. I mean, it, 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 it boggles my mind. Yeah. It's, it's true. We, it's not like a prescriptivist document that is supposed to outline the only rights that people have. The whole point of, you know, amendments and the idea of the constitution as a living document. Yeah. Uh, and just even like existing in a society, right? We, we, a lot of people look at the constitution as this like sort of fixed point, right? Where what America is was indelibly writ, uh, and put into the world, right? Yeah. But, you know, you, every single person can go back far enough to a point where you go, yeah, those people definitely had it wrong. <laughs> I don't think anybody, I don't think yeah. anybody, uh, can't track any group of people far back enough in history because you go, you know, a certain amount back and a, I think every group in history was doing something that you would not be okay with happening today. Right. Uh, and so I think the idea that the constitution is this fixed point is like, okay, well it was bad up until then, but right. then from this exact moment forward and everything after that, we yeah. can just keep it the same yeah. and that's okay. Um, and, and I know, you know, I'm not trying to say that that's literally an argument that people are making, right? I'm being a little bit hyperbolic, obviously, but there are people who really hold the constitution as this document that, cannot and should not be looked at and revised. Are they and called fundamentalists? There's something, there's a yeah. term for it, right? And I am yeah. not saying that, you know, people should just throw out the Constitution and then take everybody's rights away. I'm saying the opposite of that, right? I do want people to have personal rights and freedoms. Uh, right. But the Constitution is not sort of the, the post uh, that you have to hang your hat on for it, getting those. Well, it feels like a starting point. Yeah. And and so, yeah. Yeah. So then there's a second section, which is referencing a specific point where one of us, I think it was me saying that there's no real oh, I'm totally, argument that uh, yeah. stands up for the pro-life. I think either one of us could have argued that. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter. The sentiment from both of us then, let's say. And they say, I don't agree that there is no explanation for the pro-life opinion. The argument is that abortion is murdering a baby. I agree that murder is bad, and I believe all sane people do as well. The question is where to draw the line at life versus whatever you'd want to call a baby before it's fully formed. I often hear the term clump of cells. So if the soon-to-be baby is alive, then it's murder, which is inherently bad and should not be practiced. If it's not murder, then presumably it should be fair game with no objection from anyone, as this seems to be the main objection. The disagreement is when a potential person is considered a life. I think there are some notable points that could add on to what you already said. To be transparent, I don't think that, generally speaking, people who purport pro-life are attempting to control bodies or limit anyone's rights. I believe they genuinely think abortion is murder and are attempting to save what they deem as lives from being lost. That is something I respect. I would imagine that if someone thought mass murder was happening, they would strive to stop it. And so this is, I think this is a sticky conversation, but I think we both have something to say. Yeah, I think you can make it really unsticky quickly with a couple of really basic points. Mm. And it's, there's a few things. So my issue is that people who say that abortion is murder, mm -hmm. they're they can say it and they can treat only one aspect of it like it's murder, but they're not taking in it in its totality. And instead of trying to prevent the situation from coming up, they're only trying to deal with this one thing and they're actually actively sabotaging. So what I'm talking about is if you want to prevent an abortion, you prevent unwanted pregnancies, right? So contraception prevents pregnancies. Yeah. These are not the people that are, are helping legislate for the availability of contraception. If anything, the opposite. Mm -hmm. Funding Planned Parenthood 
gets women contraception. Mm -hmm. You want a living wage where people who get pregnant are less likely to be so poor that they feel like their life would be devastated by having a baby. Yeah. Raise minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Um, Childcare so that people are better able to continue working and and have a child. Uh, longer maternity leave. More than, I don't know, is there anything legislated in states? In the Canada, we've got a year of parental leave. Mm-hmm. Like These are all things that somebody who's pro-life, this is what they would do. Because this is, what if you really thought it was murder, why the heck wouldn't you try to keep the situation from happening instead of waiting for every single time waiting until something happens and then trying to react to it. Yeah. And so I think the second level too, that I think about when I read this is that you can have the personal belief that it's murder and you're talking about, you know, uh, ways to prevent abortions by uh, stopping unwanted pregnancies or reducing the rate of unwanted pregnancies. The other thing that you have to think about is let's say you think abortion is murder. The next question is what decisions am I making that are going to reduce the number of abortions that happen? And you can feel like on this sort of gut level that banning abortions is going to make less abortions happen. Mm -hmm. But at that level, you have to actually ask what the outcome is, right? Right. And so we don't know exactly, exactly, because it's impossible to know exactly, exactly what a single decision will do. But all of the information that we have indicates that legal abortions versus banning abortions does not significantly impact the rate of abortions. Since uh, when abortions were determined to be legal in the U.S., there was a small uptick right after, mm-hmm. and then uh, it restabilized, and then the rate of uh, abortions were going down, mm-hmm. right, uh, year over year. So it seemed like whatever path we were on, we were naturally on a slowly declining rate of abortions being had in the country. Right, right. Uh, so... And it was comparable to the level before. And, you know, people can look at the individual sort of statistics, dig into the numbers, look at the methodology and stuff. If you want to sort of tackle it on that level and that feels wrong to you, but you actually have to look at those numbers because what that tells us is that to the best of our knowledge, the hard facts show us that banning abortions doesn't change abortions. Mm. It doesn't change the rate of abortions. So if you agree that abortions are murder, it's the same thing, you know, you can say that I don't want people being murdered in the street, right? Mm-hmm. And you use that as a justification for supporting, you know, police or increased police presence mm-hmm. in like an area. Mm-hmm. But then if you want to argue that, you actually have to show that the solution that you're proposing actually is going right. to make a difference. Right. So if you think that abortion is murder and you genuinely hold that belief, right? Right. I don't agree with you, but you can genuinely hold that belief. But I don't think that somebody who thinks abortion is murder uh, can argue that banning abortions is going to prevent abortions from happening because the the data just doesn't show that. And it'll put more maternal lives at risk. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're actually ending up with more dead people. So you you do see mothers dying because they don't have access or potential mothers. You do see pregnant people in general dying because they don't have access to abortions. Right? You don't see a argument that banning them actually significantly reduces the number of abortions taking place. It just right. marginalizes the people who have them. It pushes it out of the, the public consciousness. It right. stigmatizes the people who are having them. Right. Uh, but it doesn't actually prevent it. So if you're looking at producing 
the goal that you want, right? If you're saying um, they're trying to save what they deem as lives from being lost, to right. save those lives, right. you're saying that by doing this, you reduce the number of abortions. The numbers just don't show that. Right. So on that level too, even in and of itself, this decision from the best of our knowledge, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not even saying that that can't change. Maybe this time it will actually make a difference. We can never know. It's it's a more complicated issue than just saying, you know, this one right. statistic means that this is how it is. Right. Uh, and the world is nuanced and very complicated, but everything points to the fact so right. far, everything that the, I've seen. The information that we've got so far. So the obligation is to show that, well, this time it's going to be different. Yeah. I think if you're going to be, you're going to argue that this is an exception and yeah. there's a burden on you to show why this is the exception mm-hmm. as opposed to, well, this is what's been happening every single time before. Yeah. So from my perspective and from the yeah. data that I've seen, banning abortion is the systemic murder of some pregnant people, right? Right. Uh, and the net number of people dying, even if we're counting every single aborted fetus as somebody dying, I don't. But even if you do, yeah. uh, your math should still have the number of people dying going up, not down. Right. So, you know, that's that's the other yeah. sort of level to take it at. Where, yeah. And there's a lot of stuff like the war on drugs. There's a lot of decisions where things right. have been legislated right. because there's a visceral reaction. This thing is bad. Yeah. So we're going to make it illegal. We're going to ban it. And, you know, when the research comes back and shows that safe injection sites uh, reduce the amount of drug use, right? Mm. Uh People who are saying drug use is inherently bad should be supporting safe injection sites based off of the numbers, and they don't because it's not based off of the numbers. It's not based It's not on a life use. thing. It's a, a principle where they are against the idea of using drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, when we're saying that there's no explanation for the pro-life opinion, we weren't saying that literally if you say to somebody, why are you pro-life, they don't go, uh, I don't know. Uh, internet yeah. told me we know that there is a real thing that people are saying that they're calling themselves pro-life, but their, their actual, their actions are inconsistent with the position that they're calling pro-life. Yeah. So when we say yeah. that there's no explanation, we mean there's no explanation that holds up to scrutiny and the best information we have right. and, you know, a full and nuanced understanding of what people are purporting to believe outside of just uh, what it means for their, their specific stance on abortion. Right. Is that when you, when somebody says they are pro-life, uh, it doesn't extend outside of abortion in an eternally consistent way. And even just within the single issue, so it seems- if it was based off of reducing the number of people dying from right. their perception of people dying, the answer would still not be to ban abortion. So when people give an explanation of why they do one thing, but it's selective and it only explains one thing, then it's more, it, I feel like, there's a dishonesty there that it it's less a real reason than it is just an excuse. Mm-hmm. And it goes to people who literally read the Bible mm-hmm. and, you know, are against certain things, but then they're willing to accept other things, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they pick and choose the things that they like and they don't like. And, but the things they don't like, this somehow is the final authority I, I, there, here's the thing. I mean, if there's religious freedoms, different religions have determined. And so the other part of this question is when does life begin, right? Well, life begins when there's cells. When does human life begin? That's the difference. And 
So religions all, they, I mean, I think it's like, what's the term? Quickening? They talk about something where it happens. They, they can't agree. And I, I'll tell you what, I would trust more or I would value more an argument and a decision from non-religious health professionals mm. to decide when this happens. And that's not what's happening. We have politicians, legislators making laws based on religion and not on scientific consensus. I'm not even going to say scientific facts because there's some things that just aren't facts. But scientific consensus, I think, is the more important thing that needs to be followed. Mm -hmm. So there we go. And I think we can maybe come back to the the comment that we started this with, which was the one user uh, in response. We had that this back and forth with Cameron 107, uh, one other person, and us. And uh, when Cameron and us sort of went in a little bit on this person, yeah. uh, when they were trying to argue that it was just uh, leaving the decision up to the states. It was just states' rights. It was not... Yeah. Um, we all know what people banning it. Uh, they said unsubbed. You should leave politics out of your channel. Makes you look toxic. This is all we are. I mean, at this point, if you haven't followed us long enough, it maybe you could have made that argument maybe five years ago mm -hmm. when we were really doing just injustice stuff. But it's been years now since I think a big part of the appeal is that we're talking about a bunch of stuff mm -hmm. and we're talking with our audience about things that matter. And sometimes things that matter are injustice. And sometimes things that matter are what's actually happening in the world right now. Yeah. And I think it's a bit of a luxury to be like apolitical or say you're apolitical. And I think that it's for some sources of content, if somebody as an individual is making the choice to not talk about politics on their channel, uh, I think there's times where that's valid. Uh, depending on what they're doing and why. Yeah. But I think in a lot of cases, if somebody is speaking up about politics personally, I think it is a good thing. I think it is a good thing to wear your politics on your sleeve and to honestly stand beside them. I think yeah. that a lot of things are political and more than just sort of the government and laws. Uh, our, our lives are political and politicized uh on purpose or by accident uh mm. sometimes just being who you are inherently puts you in the middle of a political discussion yeah uh and you know the people who are outside of it are just the people who are privileged by the current political landscape right, right. they right. say they're outside of it and it's really just they're benefiting from you know right. whatever the politics right. of the day are and so you know i think having those beliefs on your sleeve doesn't make sense for everything you know it doesn't make sense for a lot of fictional tv shows to be necessarily explicit where like the writers don't come out and say this is what i believe in these are my politics right right uh and we look at like shows like the boys right where some people were clearly missing the politics of the show right and at each you know new season and episode there's at least a couple more people cluing in that the the show does not agree with them uh and what they believe in um yeah but everything uh is implicitly political. I, I'll tell you what, I would argue not even everything, I'll leave out the implicit, everything is political. The fact that you can try to be apolitical, there's a privilege there. And that privilege is political. Like there's a statement that you're making when you say, let's not make this political, where you, even if you're not maybe the alpha of the people who benefit from it, that there's some at least peripheral benefit to be able to, to maintain the status quo is to 
maintain privilege. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah. to be fair, when this person talks about leaving politics out of their channel, what they mean is political news and explicitly political topics. Yeah. Uh, and, and we do that. I mean, once a week, we pretty much do the recap. I think that is pretty tight as injustice stuff. Yeah. And that, that content is maybe not uh, necessarily the, the rich well <laughs> for people to come back to every single week looking for something new. Um <laughs> Right. Or significantly new. But, you know, there's a million things. And I, I I guess that's what this person is saying when they're saying unsubbed, right? They're saying, yeah. I'm going to choose a different way to spend our time. Uh, and that's fair. I mean, oh, anybody's, more power to them. I'm anybody's allowed yeah. to spend a, uh, choose a different way to spend your time. Uh, and, you know, I don't even necessarily, even if you are fine with us being political, I'm not necessarily advocating that you watch these videos right. to completion every week. Right. I think... You know, a lot of people have better stuff to do. I, 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 I will tell you, I will miss the one cent that they give us for every 10 videos that they watch. Oh, yeah, that's true. That money, that money <laughs> still spends. That, Those hate, that hate watch money still spends. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. But yeah, we're... Our integrity is worth more than a penny. And also, <laughs> we just sit down here and we look at questions and we answer them as much as we want and then we just ramble as much as we want this is what it is this is what it's been for years now if you don't want to hear us talking in our opinions you're you're in very much the wrong corner of the internet if you yeah. found your way here now is it okay i mean this is about as long as we're planning can we answer maybe one question to bring it right around back to injustice we did start off injustice and i'd like to end on injustice okay so pluck pluck says i probably found some bug when you could put the same gear card on two different characters, I don't use any hacks and honestly don't really know how I did it, but I recorded it and it's still working. Please tell where I could send you this video, or maybe there is some old glitch about this that I haven't heard of. I, I The main point is you, you should probably stop doing that. There's been a past risk of being banned, mainly when the game was more active and people, if somebody would see more than one gear card, or sorry, the same gear card of more than one character or the same gear card more than once on the same character, you would be reported, you would have your account suspended, and there wouldn't be much argument to be made. Mm -hmm. I have an idea of how it's done. I've never really tested it enough to be good at it because I figured, even if we figured it out, I, I'm not... This is the, one of those kind of glitches where we've... When we make the argument that certain cheats are actually okay, this would not be one of them. Mm -hmm. And that the the risk of getting banned is just too great for whatever advantage you might get. It, it has to do with the uh, account bleeding from one to the other. And if you do it right, you can have a little bit of control over which part bleeds into which account. Still dangerous, because you could still mess up both accounts. But if you get it like this, whatever benefit you hope to, or whatever benefit you used to hope to get mm -hmm. will be completely offset by the risk that, listen, if you're using it, somebody will see your 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 team. And if mm -hmm. they take even a little bit of time, you can get away with it for a while because not everybody looks over all the gears of the teams that they lost to. Yeah. Unless there's something maybe wildly egregious, like they see people tagging in and it's obvious that two of them have Tantu Totem. Mm -hmm. You're, there, there used to be a better chance. There's a smaller chance, but a non-zero chance that somebody's going to report your account and a non-zero chance that somebody, that somebody at Warner Brothers is going to say, oh, yeah, that does look like a cheat. Let's suspend that account. Mm-hmm. And I think even though the likelihood of come to the, coming to the right person's attention is lower, I think the likelihood that they're going to do something and not worry about, you know, messing up this really uh, popular game that's generating a lot of income for them that they want don't want to screw it up, I think that kind of um, 
carefulness is out the window now, given how far we are in the development cycle of injustice, basically injustice one. Yeah, so it's risky. You can do it if you want to, but it's never going to be the kind of thing that we advertise on the channel, and we recommend you don't do it. Yeah. Uh, we're not your <laughs> legal guardians, uh, so we can't tell you what to do. Uh, we're just two folks on the internet, but our suggestion is you, you're not. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. Uh, to finish up, we've got some folks I'd like to say some things uh, about. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to Eliza Birthday Haver Caton. Her birthday is within a few weeks of this episode. I'm not going to sort of narrow it down uh, to more than this. Like I, I guess I'll call it a one-month-on-either-end uh, buffer period uh, in order to not just dock all of her personal information. Right. Hey, happy um, birthday, Eliza. On the internet. Yeah, so this shout-out was brought to you by Approximate Birthday Wishes. Uh so there we go. Within a uh, uh, standard deviation of like some margin of error within mm -hmm. give or take. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there we go. I know she's, yeah, <laughs> that, that's as much as we need to say on that topic. Yeah. Uh, we'd also like to give a huge thank you to all of our lovely, lovely supporters on Patreon. That would be Bombo Ben, Consul Peasant, and Ed Woon at the highest tier, uh, last word. Cinemac and Mohammed Al-Bashadi at your message here tier. Sean Farrell, Daniel Simonson, Aaron Mall, Michael DeVries, Brandon C., Irving Ruiz, Eddie Dew, and Hoshi127 at the credited level, and Chris Wolf, Scarlet Danny, Awesome Gamer 2 for 1, Pavu RS, Gavin Malat, and Is for E at the gratitude level. Thank you so much for your support, and thanks so much to all of you for watching. We'll see you next time. Komoda. Komoda.